we have a special guest this time, this week. Uh, Nick Natoli, you guys. This dude, I don't know, some guy with like 120,000 followers or something hits me up and goes, hey, can I be on your podcast? I was like, sure. I didn't know really who he was. I mean, I checked his Instagram out for a minute and uh, I was like, yeah, I'm a clout chase on Nick Natoli. And I uh, had an amazing conversation with this guy, learning who he was. Uh, he's, you know, a producer, songwriter, artist, performer, giant conspiracy theorist. Like, <laughs> he, like, believes in, like, lizard people and shaped shifting. And funny enough, doesn't know anything about Flat Earth. I don't understand how those, how he hasn't met that world yet. But uh, he'll get there soon enough, I'm sure. And I messed up, you guys. Um during this podcast, he tells me he was on a reality TV show. And I was like, oh, no way. And he tells me which one. It was called Platinum Hits or Platinum Hit. And it was on Bravo. I mean, it was like 10 years ago or something. Uh, but anyways, after talking to him and, and talking about it a little bit, uh, I went on Prime, Amazon Prime or something like that, and bought it. And it was like 12 bucks to buy the season. And I texted him. I was like, all right, I hope this is worth 12 bucks." He goes, it is. And you guys, it's so good. Oh, like you have to watch this, watch uh, or listen to this podcast. <laughs> Clearly, first, you have to. Uh, you're already here. I mean, you don't have to. Um, but listen to this podcast with him and then go find Platinum Hit on Bravo and watch watch him. He's so good on there. He's the villain. And it's like he plays such a great role. And it's just a fun like American Idol America's Got Talent or something like reality, uh, uh, real world type cross vibe to it. Uh, it's it, it's fun. It's trashy. It's dumb. It's fun. Jewel, you guys all remember the singer Jewel? She hosts it and looking like a dime. Oh my gosh. It was 10 years ago. I wonder what she looks like now. I have to Google that. Uh, but I did go on a little Jewel rant in this episode that I thought was kind of <laughs> just came out of nowhere. It was funny. Uh, anyways. Nick Natoli, this dude's awesome. He's great. He's from L.A. Find him on Spotify. Find him on YouTube. Find him on Instagram. Just find him. Uh, this was a whole lot of fun. You guys are going to like this. And if you're new, if this is like your first time checking the show out, hit that subscribe button. You don't ever have to listen again. Just hit that subscribe button for me. Give me those numbers, baby. Let's make it rain up in here. Uh, that's it, everybody. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, without any further ado, Nick Natoli, episode 100 and, I don't know, 36 or something. Welcome to the Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off. Now here's your host, my daddy, and Roy the Soul. Thank you for coming to the Talk Podcast. Boom, talk, boom. In three, two, one. Nick Natoli. My name is Ryan Westa. This is Neanderthal Podcast. This is the hardest podcast in Kansas City, and I'd like to welcome you here from uh, L.A. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Dope, man. Hollywood. Out. Dude, have you been out there for your whole life? I moved from New Jersey to Hollywood when I was like a young boy, so I pretty much grew up out here, but I have Jersey roots. Okay. What? Okay. Um, I don't know. My, this is the first time I talked to a lot of rappers, like local Kansas City rappers. Oh, that. Um, so this is like my first chance to kind of talk to someone outside of that general area. 
So that's cool. Okay. Um, but how'd you find about my podcast to begin with? Instagram, man. I found you on Instagram and then I just jumped on your page. I saw that you were representing a lot of independent hip hop artists and uh, you knew about Too Short and stuff like that. So I figured it'd be a good matchup. Oh, dope. Yeah, Too Short, man. I grew up with him. Um, <clears throat> not with him, literally, just growing up listening to his music. Right on. Um, oh, that's cool, man. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 33. Getting up okay. there, man. Yeah, I'm 41. I'm I'm up there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how'd you get started uh, in the rap game? Um, so I've always been doing music. That's just like something that runs in my family. My grandparents are songwriters who wrote a, a song for Frank Sinatra called Here's to the Band. So Whoa. I grew up looking at... No way, dude. Yeah. You got roots to go yeah. to Sinatra. How dope is that? It's in your blood. Dope. Big shoes to fill, man. Big shoes to fill. So um, they, they kind of got me into it originally. And then, um, you know, the hip hop thing was, I've only been rapping um, professionally, quote unquote, for like the past two to three years. And I chose hip hop because I had the most opportunity to say stuff, you know, about uh, politics and, you know, racial issues, et cetera. Like, I felt like I couldn't really speak that much of my mind if I was doing like a pop song or a country song, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Country. I think country, you... Country be, would be a way to go just for like, because um, it'd be completely different, you know, that, you know, it's all, it's filled with all white people singing about the same <laughs> stupid shit, you know, it's about their Ford trucks and their, you know, their women and drinking right. beer and going to the beach. Like, right. it's very, lyric, like, lyrically, I had the most space with hip hop to kind of just, you know, run, you know, a bunch of lyrics in a song as opposed to a three minute time space on a pop song. You really don't have that much time to really affect somebody with your words. Okay. Uh, I checked out your latest album today. I cooked dinner and finished the whole album. Lil Nicky. Oh, awesome, man. Right. It's Lil Nicky. Yeah. Well, that's actually not the latest one. I have oh, okay. a country album that I, a country album that I just dropped um, called songs from uh, um, out of your mother's country. <laughs> so wait are you for real talk, yeah yeah that's wait you got a you got a country album yeah it's full-blown country too oh my god sorry i was just shitting all over country and you got a country <laughs> album i mean i'm not gonna apologize that hard i don't like country well, i can't cool, handle man. it it was kind of like me trying something out and then i just dropped another uh r&b album that is that that just came out as well so okay well i guess the latest one that i found on spotify was the little Nicky one, I guess. Little Nicky, dope, dope. And you won me over because nobody likes that movie. I love that movie. Dope. And your album cover, like with you sitting, like, dude. I mean, I was like, this dude is badass. Like, I don't even have to listen to his music <laughs> yet. Like, I like this guy. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah nobody, I love that movie, man. It's very underrated. Like, I think that very to, underrated. To me, that might be Adam Sandler's last good movie. I agree. I agree. He, um, the, the storyline of that movie really has never been done before. It's very original as far as conceptually goes. Visually, it looked amazing. Um, you had a bunch of stars in it. Like, I, I think it's a, a terrific movie. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, are you, do you have any plans on trying to do, you, I mean, you look like a busy guy. I mean, you're in R&B, hip-hop, country. Yeah. Are, you, are you trying to get into movies? You got anything like that? I've seen you got some good music yeah, videos I mean, out there. I, I watched your videos my, today. My family, again, is in the, the family business of acting as well. So my grandfather is Joe Pesci's stand-in and has been his stand-in for the past 20 years. 
So anytime you don't see Joe Pesci, it's my grandfather. So when he stabs wow. him with the when he stabs him with the pen in Casino, that's my grandfather. I grew up with Joe Pesci around my house. He's like my godfather. So acting has always been something that I eventually want to dive into. I just kind of want to, you know, use this pretty face while I can with the with the hip hop stuff and then eventually dive into acting, sure. Right, right. Uh, yeah, well, exercise, eat your vitamins, stay out of the sun. <laughs> That's All right. that stuff. So you're going to, wow. Well, how nice is that that you uh, get to take advantage of, of just kind of being in the family with that? That's got to be, you know, how cool is that? It it's must very be inspiring. inspiring. For sure. Hmm. At the end of the day, they, they, like I said, they have big shoes to fill. Like our modern day Frank Sinatra is probably like one of the biggest and top artists in the world. So it's not like they're impressed that I'm working with so-and-so and little this and little that. They don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I don't really impress them that much. Right. Um, who would you say is our, our Frank Sinatra right now? Man. Gosh, I hate to call it Drake, but I'd probably say Drake is like the modern day Frank Sinatra of our time. Uh, yeah. I mean, he came to mind too. <clears throat> I was going to say, popularity. I would maybe say Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Bieber, for sure. Justin Bieber, um, a couple of years back, it was like Justin Timberlake. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. He's like, Bruno, yeah. Bruno Mars, I think. As far as talent goes, I'd have to give it to Bruno Mars, man, because he's just excellent. He's got an amazing voice. I love his music. I love his vibe. Um, but he kind of, like, disappeared in the past couple of years. I haven't seen him around, so. No? What is he doing? Just Just living off that money? I think so. <laughs> Did it, didn't, uh, okay. I don't follow a ton of pop stuff. I really like local hip hop. I try to listen to as much, but I listen to everything. Um, but didn't Bruno Mars kind of go through something like, weren't they kind of like pulling some almost cancel culture shit on him? Like some cultural appropriation stuff. Was oh, that Bruno Mars? That. It might've been. I didn't hear that though. Is he, is he like part Filipino or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's actually, I think he's Hawaiian. Okay. So he's some kind of Islander, Pacific Islander. Uh, I yeah. think they were, I, I could be so wrong, but for some reason it's coming to my head that there was some kind of, you know, some of that little too far woke shit where there's right. like, you know what? <laughs> you're, you know, you're not fully black. You shouldn't be doing like this kind of music. You're Filipino. Why are you kind of ripping this? I think it was like kind of like some shit along that line. Right. And that's so maybe crazy. that's why, maybe that's kind of why he's like, you know what? I don't need this. Like I got stacks. Like I got so <laughs> much money. I can go on a beach with a supermodel, do whatever, drink what I want, smoke what I want, just live in yeah. peace. I don't need this crowd. I'm gone. Yeah. I wouldn't blame him, man. This cancel culture is out of control right now. I mean, if they're coming for Pepe Le Pew, I wouldn't pass them. I wouldn't put it past them to go after Bruno Mars as well. <laughs> They're canceling Mr. Potato Head right now. It's like, it's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to stop. Like, I mean, at what, I mean, it's going to have to stop. Eventually, the pendulum is going to uh, change, right? Like, it's just swinging right yeah. now and it's going pretty extreme left. I mean, they just can't, you're right. They're canceling Pepe Le Pew. They're, they're canceling yeah. Mr. Potato Head. But if you didn't, if you did notice, um, there has been some pushback like within the past couple of days since the Grammy, was it the sure. Grammy? Yeah. With yeah the, uh, those performances were way worse than anything Pepe Le Pew ever did. 
And that's their point. That's what they're saying. They're saying you got WAP up there, you know, scissoring each other, and you guys are (laughs) celebrating that. But yeah, you're going to throw out Pepe Le Pew that's been a staple of the United States for, I don't know, 50 years, 60 years? How long has Pepe been around? Yeah, probably around that 50, 50, 60 years, something like that. And I'm on the exact same page, man. It makes no sense that we're watching, you know, girls get up and literally scissor each other and make sexual references to a very sexual song. And that's supposed to be uh, family, you know, family appropriate television programming. It's it's just complete bullshit, man. Right. I'm not going to boycott the video. I liked WAP. That's a damn good video. I'll watch it on my own time. But you guys can't be celebrating that at the same time canceling a cartoon. Yeah. Can't yeah agreed. It. It's got to be hard I mean, for you. It, yeah, I saw a meme the other day that was like, you know, it was a picture of Frosty the Snowman. And the, and the, meme, the meme said, how much longer until they realize that Frosty is a grown adult wearing no pants around children? So I saw that. Like, I saw that one. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like, I think it's going to bounce back to just normality again because it's so ridiculous that if we really are going to call everybody out, you know, you're going to take so much music down off iTunes. You're going to take so many movies down off Paramount Plus. It just makes no sense. It's like, you know, I hate to say that it's a lot like Nazi Germany, but burning the books, but it really is. seems at this point that it's a control system trying to get rid of stuff so that they can just be in full control of what Damn. we read, write, listen to, etc. Bro, I didn't expect that from you. Yeah, I'm all about it. Wow. <laughs> is that, yeah. uh, <clears throat> that's not probably the easiest stance to have living in Hollywood. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> and, and, and being in the entertainment industry, especially, um, I guess maybe since you have um, some family cred, maybe you can kind of get a little bit away with it. Is your family yeah, I mean, on your side or are they on like are, or are they out of it? You just kind of do your own thing. But like, hey, I do have a little cred here, like. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, my, my family's had a lot of success in the entertainment industry, and that obviously has helped me to some point get to where I am today. But, you know, they're not really on board with the stuff that I send them either. So it's just kind of like, you know, I've always made my career based off of me just being a guy who hustles. Do you know what I mean? Like when I was working with Snoop Dogg. Oh, Dog, I can I tell. Wasn't... Like I, I, like I said, I don't know much about you, and you're just telling me that you got like this, this family history. But yeah. you, you reached out to me. I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody <laughs> podcast. It's for real. I'm a nobody podcast in Kansas City, and you hey, reached man, out to me to come. So, well, for sure. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like you came to me to find me out. That that to me means you're hustling. You're not just working off the the name. You're not just you know you know working off the name of your family. You're like hustling. You're putting in the work. That's like yeah, respect for people that do that. I've made my career off just being a complete avid hustler of this music industry. Like when I was working with Snoop Dogg, I wasn't signed. A lot of these artists that are on my credit list, I was not involved with the label. I was working out of an independent label and then eventually, you know, caught the likes of Warner Chapel Music Publishing, bumping to Genius Music, got signed to a record deal and a publishing deal. And yeah, I've just been operating off of that success. But at the same time, I don't really expect any favors. You know, I, I do everything for the most part myself. How do you make your money as far as an artist? Because um, just from what I look, look, I know very, very little about the business. Um, so I'll just go off kind of what things I hear, like the most money, like the money artists make the most money is like touring and performing. Like that's how you make your money personally. 
and um is that like is that true with you is that like the best way to make no no okay not at all so so i'm a music producer and a songwriter first and that's how i came into this business off of the tv show platinum hit on bravo that kind of gave me my foot in the door a little bit of cred some fame so that i could attract more songwriters and more producers who wanted to work with me but i really make most of my money off independent artists who are trying to get leveled up in the game and are willing to have me produce or write a song for them for X amount of dollars. And okay. the, X is usually, the X is usually a high number. So I've just been accumulating a lot of wealth based off of people that want to work with a producer who's worked with Snoop Dogg or French Montana, et cetera. Um, somebody who's been on national television and somebody who's obviously signed to Warner Chapel Music Publishing, that helps a, a ton. Oh, okay. So your main deal is producing. Is that like your main love? Yeah. Yeah, it's not my main love. My What's your main, main love? love? Artist project, one hundred percent, man. Is what artist project? Yeah, I, I love to be the artist and, and write songs that that are for me and put them out and promote them, etc. That's my passion. But in order to make ends meet, you know, I've always had to kind of produce and write for other artists here and there all across the world. Man, how do you get like? It's got to be so hard. To just, I mean, even if you do have a name to fall back on a little bit, you still have to have the talent. Like, when was your first break? Like, how did you get hooked up with Snoop, was Snoop Dogg your first break, or what was your first? Yeah, I mean, I would consider my first break being in 2011 when I got cast on the Bravo reality TV show called Platinum Hit. Um, well, you were on a reality TV show. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. How I can like, I can I watch I that? Like Is it on? Boy. Can I find it somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Bravo TV Platinum Hit is what it's called. Hold on, I got to write this down. Let me get my paper. I'm going to watch this. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, is it trashy? Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'm yes. the worst. I, just, I talk shit about everybody for the entire <laughs> season. They all hate me. They all just ban against me. Like. I love trashy. Okay, it's on Bra it's Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. Uh, Bravo's Platinum Hit. Platinum hit it was actually oh. one of bravo's worst tv shows they did not do a second season of it and they spent a lot of money because we had jewel as the host oh my Carrie god Moore. i love jewel that's one you of my jewel? oh it was one of my early crushes back in the day pretty hot man oh she's still hot this day. oh and she's got a crazy story too like her yeah, life story Oh, yeah. No, she was like sleeping in a car and homeless and stuff. So I respected the fact that she came up literally for nothing. And she came but, from um, like some, she, didn't she come from like some crazy Alaskan family? Yeah. Yeah. She's from Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. It's all real. <laughs> yeah. She's, I love a good story like that. And, you know, you see that story and I can hear it now. I'm 41. I grew up watching her. Like I remember watching her in high school thinking how beautiful she was. I saw her in concert in back in, I think 1996. Oh, wow. Where at? Kansas City? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay. It was the Blockbuster Rock Fest, Blockbuster Music Fest. Okay. So at the Dallas-Fort Worth uh, Speedway, the raceway. Uh, wow. You remember, you know, Bush? It was Bush. Of Kevin Rossdale, man. Classic. No doubt. Wow. Sugar Ray. Oh my God. You got some uh, more congrats. Counting Crows. Counting Crows? That's a show, dude. Um, Wallflowers. Jesus. Jewel. Um, oh my God. Uh, the Nixons. No, not the Nixons. Uh, maybe the Nixons. Yeah, the Nixons. Uh, 
Oh my god, there was a few other ones that I came from. Uh, the, um, yeah, there were a few other ones that were big names. Crazy. Like it was like the thing, and it was like free to get in. It was a, it was insane, dude. It was wow, concert. Oh, it was insane. Um, but so gotta yeah, appreciate the nineties, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, growing up like being a kid in the nineties, like it was fun, man. Like I love, like I'm a little slightly older than you, so I got to, a slightly different experience. I had like nineties was a great decade to be 16, 17, 18, 19. (laughs) For sure. Really good time. Really good time. You know, the internet wasn't really there, but yeah. Right. We're not putting on concerts like that anymore. You'll be lucky to get one lil that you know nowadays and it's going to cost you $200. (laughs) Right. Something like that would be, um, what's that big two day one out there that they have? Um, I'm not sure, but I know there's a big one coming out. Yeah. Anyway, so my point of Jewel, I got sidetracked. That should be the name of my podcast is getting sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but like, so growing up, you just, you kind of hear that story and you just see Jewel as this, she's on TV, bigger than life. Like you can't really relate to her. But mm. when you think about what she really, like, that is a real human being that escaped some kind of fringe family in alaska sure. lived in her car to chase her dream and then blew yeah. up to a household name yeah it's like the hollywood dream man it really is it's amazing that that exists yeah grammy <laughs> award winner wrote a lot of great songs you know as far as her consistency i don't know what happened but she in the beginning was amazing uh, just talent just ridiculous she wrote i think she was really into poetry like she wrote a book or something like a poetry book or something like that i think she wrote children's book or something like that i'm not sure all right I, yeah probably that too super talented um she was pregnant when we were shooting so she was a little uh what's the best word i could use on edge <laughs> as she was you know newly pregnant i'll say but, it um, hormonal just baby, all over so. the place yeah okay oh so you got to work with jewel on that show how oh, long yeah. okay what what was the can you kind of tell the premise of the show do you have you talked yeah. about do you talk about the show all the time is it like yeah, boring to yeah. talk to you like i can no, no i'm ready i'm always ready and prepped to talk about it um there's uh it was like it was like american idol for songwriters so you had jewel and carrie diaguardi who's one of the greatest songwriters of our time um trying to coach us trying to coach 12 kids and, and they basically taught us you know the rules and regulations of songwriting and um they were very harsh <laughs> you know they would sit us up for like an hour and just grill us on why our song sucked. And looking back on it, it really did help me get to the place that I'm at today. How so old were How old were you when you were on this show? 22. 22. Okay, that's a great age to get thrown in at something like that and just have these yeah. people, these professionals beat you down into... Okay, uh, so how did the show work? Um, so basically, we would choose a, a, a topic out of a hat and have to write like a 30 second hook about it. And then Jewel or Carrie DiGordi or the guest who sometimes was Ryan Tedder, uh, Donna Summer, Jermaine Dupree, etc. would tell us who the hook winner was. And then the hook winner would choose their team to write a full song based around that hook. So it was uh, it was it was cool. It was, it was, I like uh, it. It sounds great. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch this. Yeah, yeah, check. Oh, cool. I've, I've, yeah. Um, I reached out. Yeah, I would. This is cool. I would, damn it. I wish I would have done my homework on you before we did this. Oh, I would have, 
like all like um, I've been very busy this week, and I just I I honestly thought you were basically a producer and a, and a hip hop artist. So I was like, I'm just gonna listen to his stuff today. Right and on. watch some of his YouTube. I had no idea. I would love to have watched that because, like I said, I'm a sucker for reality TV. I reached <laughs> out. I reached out. There's uh, there was a a show that I really really liked. It was trash. It was on VH1. Uh, the Pickup Artist. The Pickup Artist. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, watch the, that one. All, oh, <sighs> Ooh, do you what? Do you have time to watch TV and get into shit like that? Yeah, yeah, I'll take it out. Yeah, I don't know where you can find it. You can find it somewhere. Just, you know, the pickup artist. And it was like, so it was this dude. He's a pickup artist. You know what? You know, a pickup artist, like a dude that picks up chicks from bars randomly, right? Right. Well, this dude's name is Mr. E. Mystery. (laughs) He, you know, he's like six, six and wears stupid hats and frilly scarves and long hair and fingernail polish. And, and he's just like this guru at, at training nerdy dudes, dudes that have a hard time with women. They come to him mystery. Teach me how to teach me how to get laid basically. Sure. And so it was a TV show that they took, like it was a reality show. They like 12 kids or, you know, 12, dudes yeah 12 dudes and and they were like some of them were like super nerdy you know like dressed like the sweater and just like gawky like you know goofy glasses and the blonde shaggy hair like all awkward and then they would teach these guys like how to be confident and like all right you're gonna we're gonna dress you and like make you over and just teach teach you their ways and you know because a lot of a lot of it's like there's a lot um there's been a lot against that community because it's it's a lot of based on like basically psychologically tricking women into liking you yeah, this show like it's just about to get canceled <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean this is an older show right, it's a pretty old show and yeah it would not it would yes yeah it wouldn't fly today probably <laughs> but um did the, did- did the guru guy have like credentials that made him like, you know, the guy like, like did he go to like pick up college? Like, how do you get certified for that? Oh, I think he probably wrote a, I think he had like a successful blog or a school. Okay. One of the guys was, uh, I'm sure you know this guy, uh, Neil, Neil Strauss, Neil Strauss. Oh yeah. 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 He, wrote, he wrote the book, um, the game. Wow. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. The game is all about the pickup art, pickup artistry. And so this show, right. the show is basically based off the game and they, and they wow. have a couple and they had this other dude. This dude was like a Spanish dude that was buff, had his hair slicked back. You know, he's one of the teachers. His name was Matador. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what was the other guy? And this other dude was like uh, kind of a skinny British dude with like super bleach blonde hair back and he dressed kind of like a punk rocker and his name was like jay and he was one of the you know go for how many seasons yeah i think two okay semi-successful yeah okay um it was so good it was i i loved it um and anyways i i reached out to the dude on season one who took second place and Uh I, i i don't know i i didn't hear from him but I would love to get him. I, I just want to talk to him about that experience. He said, I'm I'm too big for you, baby. No, I, I he's, play second 
place on the, on the pickup. <laughs> on the pickup. I don't think he. I don't think he's too big. But I think he's just out of the spot. I think he's just kind of left that life. I think he's right, right. like a photographer, and I think he just really <laughs> likes taking pictures. I like. I looked at his, and this was like two years ago when I first started my podcast. So I could I could reach out again, but um, but he only had like a couple hundred followers and didn't look really active online. So, but that's why I want to talk to him. I want to know what that experience was like and what it's been like sure. since. Sure. So, how far did you go on the show? I placed fourth in the competition. Okay. Um, only to walk out after they eliminated me to the producers of the show who basically told me we got rid of you because we're going to sign you to RCA records and we're going to put an album together for you. And we're putting your project out and we're kind of, we're organizing this. They basically explained that the show was pretty much fixed uh, and that I should not have been eliminated, which pissed me off. But I was getting a record deal with RCA at the time. I was ecstatic. I was a 22 year old kid. So I was just looking forward to it. I, yeah hindsight's 2020 i'm sure you're 2020 you're 22 you're excited but i would have been like if you're gonna sign me let me just fucking keep doing this thing like i want to win yeah it didn't really make sense to me it doesn't Um, make sense i was heartbroken that i got eliminated (laughs) because i still believe i was the best writer on that show and a lot of other people believe that as well so if you watch it I'm sure you'll DM me something like, Nick, this is fucking ridiculous. You should have won this fucking show. I mean, I was hands down the best. But the the proof is in the pudding in the sense where none of the contestants that were on that show are still doing music today. I'm I was just going to ask you. I was just going to ask you. I'm the only one who's worked with uh, top tier artists, etc. So it's, you know, I kind of got my proof afterwards. Why was it rigged? Hmm. Man, I think at the end of the day, they were thinking the show was going to be a lot bigger than it was and that they wanted to make sure that the audience's choice was going to win. Um, And, you know, there really wasn't that big of an audience for the show. At the end of the day, like the show didn't make it to a second season, like I said. It's one of Bravo's worst rated shows. It was edited terribly. And so they didn't really get out what they put in. It doesn't sound like Bravo knows who they are. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are they aware of who they are? Like, yeah. they thought this was going to be like some. Did they really think this was going to be some American Idol type thing? You're Bravo. I, who the fuck watches you? Did. You know who watches Bravo? It's a very small group. It's a lot of yeah. gay dudes and household women. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not a very <laughs> wide audience. You're not going to break American Idol or America's Got Talent or whatever that shit is. Like, know your you know your lane. So you're, you're spot on though. Yeah, know your lane, man. I mean, it's fine. I mean, you're successful. You're on TV. You got cable, but you, yeah. you are what you are, and enjoy it. So, did the uh, would the uh, did the audience vote you off, or did they vote you to win? No, all the voting was done by four panel judges. Two of them were the host, uh, Carrie Diaguardi, as I mentioned, and Jewel, and then the other two were um, were guests that they would bring on. Sometimes, like I said, it was Ryan Tedder, Donna Summer, okay. Rodney McKee. Okay, hold Bonnie on. McKee, who's a huge writer for like Katie Okay, Perry. okay, 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 okay. So does that mean they were told who to vote for? Like, like Jewel and the other people, they didn't actually vote. They were told who to vote for. They didn't get to make their own decision. Yeah, I think the producers were in charge of everything at the end of the day. No! That's my own personal opinion. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Don't tell me it's that dirty. Like I know I the music so. industry dirty. I know TV industry's dirty and reality TV, but you now you're telling me these people are in on this conspiracy? Jewel, you're breaking <laughs> my heart. You're breaking my heart, Jewel. You're going in on this conspiracy to go to do what? You're getting paid regardless. Why would they just choose? They're only getting paid to go along with it. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, it's interesting about Jewel because this is not her first like TV attempt. She, what her real dream is, I think, is to be on TV and to be one of these American Idol hosts, etc. I went back oh. and saw that she had tried two or three other shows that just failed miserably. So this was, I think, her last attempt at that's, TV because she hasn't been back. You know, that's since. dumb. That's why because she misses the limelight or something like jewel you are so accomplished you are a legend you don't need yeah. tv and and if you're gonna accept something and go after something you're gonna settle for bravo you're gonna sell <laughs> for the bravo network jewel i grew up on you on mtv vh1 i bought your book like i was yeah. in love with you and you're gonna sell out for fucking bravo I was in love with you. That's funny. I'm disgusted with Jewel. I'm she's dead to me now. I'm done with Jewel. <laughs> Good. How dare her? Ah, oh, come on. Don't sell out. You've already made it. Like you're you've got your talent to fall back on. Like that's how she made it. She made it based on her talent. Yeah. Which is what it seems to be you're doing. Purely yeah, talent. You, yeah. Talent sure. and hustle. And hustle's a fucking talent. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about me is like I get great opportunities and I'm obviously I'm blessed. I'm switching I'm, I'm switching to wine now. Okay. <laughs> I outwork my talent, man. At the end of the day, it's like whatever opportunity that was given to me, I'm going to work tenfold and just completely blow that opportunity um, to shreds by what I do on top of it. So that's, you know, I, I come from a very hardworking family. You know, we never came from from much money or anything like that. So, you know, I've got it in my blood, man. What's your favorite Joe Pesci movie? God, I think it's probably uh, My Cousin Vinny. Okay. Just because he's so electric in that, man. That's where his acting, I feel like, really takes hold. Obviously, movies like Casino and Goodfellas, I grew up on a Bronx tale, do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, he really shines in that one. I just watched it recently, and I just he's amazing in that. Yeah. Dialogue. <laughs> his dialogue is just crazy in that movie. What about Home Alone? Mm. <laughs> that's a classic right there i didn't think about that one yeah and home, home alone too both of them they're both great i just watched them during the christmas season i'm like these movies still hold up and then donald trump pops his ass in in the fucking hotel <laughs> and, and and two and i was just like i totally forgot about this i love that part you know what's so stupid is they fucking took him out and like like canada edited him out i love oh, that movie God. you know the woke culture goes too far wow yeah, because but that's, that's gonna save lives. We we got him out of Home Alone too. That's gonna change our country. It's all a distraction, my man. Yeah, agreed. Uh, do you get pushback, like active pushback, for being not so woke? Like, uh, what are do you have? Are, are you like what are your political? St you were saying earlier that you yeah. hip hop to <clears throat> kind of voice your political opinion on on certain certain things i haven't delved that deep into your music yet right nick i really like you i'm gonna start listening to your music 
very, very often. You're in my rotation for now on. I promise you that. I appreciate that. A lot of my music is really woke, man. Like I've got a song about underground reptilian aliens and aliens controlling the world called Believer. Um, I talk Wait, a for lot real? About, yeah, I talk about conspiracy theories and 9-11 being an inside job in one of my songs called How It Goes. I'm assuming you haven't seen my BBC interview about QAnon and uh, Adrenochrome and all that stuff. Okay, are, are you a Q, are you a QAnon guy? I, I, at the end of the day, I'm a believer in truth. I'm a believer in conspiracy <laughs> theories. I'm a believer in government cover-ups and all that stuff. And I talk about it a lot of my music. Damn, I need to listen to more. I was yeah. just listening to, to <laughs> little Nikki and getting into it. Um, I will be honest with you because I have to be real. Uh, and my, my listeners will hold me accountable if, if I don't just mention this. Um, I'm I'm not an, a big I, I'm 41, so I grew up on old school hip hop. I'm not a big huge fa- I'm not a huge fan of auto tune. Sure. <laughs> so, but uh, the other stuff is fine. I like the other stuff. I'm just not a big auto tune fan, but I'm going to dive more into it. Um, a big conspiracy guy. I like that. Yeah. I just yeah. I had one of my biggest YouTube podcast episodes is with a flat Earth. Uh, conspiracy guy we, we talked for a long yeah flat earth are like i mean he had i did it on zoom and he had video of all his you know math and all this <laughs> i don't know I, are you a flat earther it's the one conspiracy theory that i've never looked into and here's the reason why it doesn't fucking matter if the earth is flat that's not going to change the fact that there's a cabal that's like sacrificing people <laughs> And it's not going to change the fact that our elections have been rigged. It's not going to change the fact that JFK was murdered by the CIA. Mm-hmm. None of that. It just doesn't affect it. So I'm like, let's stay on this earth and let's focus on the stuff that we can prove and that we can see. If the earth is flat, that's great. But it just doesn't change anything for me. That's funny because you guys are all this. You guys, you're all. I, I, I like a good conspiracy. I, I believe a lot of them. Okay. I don't I don't believe all of them, but uh, what are, I do. What are some of your favorites? What are my favorites? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the ones that have been proven, like the Gulf of Tonkin, yeah, um, Northwood Operation Northwoods. Sure, uh, I'm a big fan of Tower Seven and 9/11. Yeah. Like That's I, right. can, I can get into that. I'm very. Well, you, you gotta watch my video. How it goes, man. I put on Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton masks. We're doing a bunch of satanic. I saw the shit. thumbnail. I saw the yeah. thumbnail of that, but I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. It's all about 9/11 being an inside job. So you'll really dig it. I I can get on board with some conspiracies around 9/11. 100%. I can get down with some of that shit. Dope. Um, because yeah, Tower Seven. How do you explain Tower Seven? Exactly. You, you and, can't. And, and, the, and the Pentagon. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, I get into that. Um, COVID I believe was, was started in a lab. I think it was leaked from a lab, but I don't know that that's much of a conspiracy. I think that's going to just come out with the science. I mean, it kind of mostly has. Sure. sure. Um, so anyways, I, why well, I asked this cause the flat earthers, they're, mm-hmm. they're huge in the conspiracy theory. They're, they believe all the conspiracies too. And their big thing is are, are you kind of like in the one world government kind of like there's a one like the, a, a main family or a royal family like that's kind of ruling okay that's where they come from 100%. too yeah and that they're hiding the fact that the earth is flat because if we realized the earth was flat that means that the bible was the bible was right that there was an affirmament put over top of us 
And so we have to accept that there is a God and that we were put here to accomplish so much more. And if we realize that we as human beings would recognize our human potential and exceed that and do everything that we are capable of doing, that's their thought process. Okay. I, I don't, I yeah, it's the, weird. It's a little, it's, I, I don't know. Do it's little, for sure. And, and I could be wrong, uh, but I think actually, at least one theory is it's not really even a flat earth, but our earth is on a much, much bigger earth. Okay. Mm. So like our earth, we're surrounded by the ice wall. Have you heard about the ice wall? Yeah. yeah. It's like Antarctica or whatever. So we're actually surrounded by that. But outside of that is an even bigger planet. Right. And we're just like this small little speck on a much, much bigger planet. And that's, and that's nothing. New. If you look at like Journey to the Center of the Earth and all the talks about there being a inner core to the Earth where, you know, there's a whole bunch of crazy, you know, aliens or dinosaurs, etc. I've heard all that stuff. So it's like those aren't new conspiracies. I think they're just kind of putting a new spin on it. Wow. So you're into all that. What's... uh? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, it be called Iron Sky. If you've never heard of this, you have got to watch. Just even watch the trailer will blow your mind. Iron and then space, the word sky, Iron Sky, man. They've made two of these movies, and these are like 100% conspiracy-based movies, but they made them with a high budget. So it looks like Ooh. a blockbuster film. It looks amazing. It's a little cheesy, but just the trailer alone is, is enticing, man. You'll definitely dig it. Oh, okay, where, is that YouTube or what? Yeah, watch the trailer on YouTube, and then you could get it on on Amazon Prime, and I think Netflix actually has Iron Sky right now. Oh, sweet! Yeah, hell yeah! Yeah. Um, I will tell. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big. Okay, my favorite. I don't know if this is a conspiracy, but this is a you know a theory, and this is one that I'm subscribing hard to for this year at least is simulation theory. Mm. I am basically living my life like I believe simulation theory is legit and that it's real. Do you, are you not, not, okay. Ba uh, have you seen The Matrix? Yes. That's basically, um, that's basically simulation theory. We are all just in this computer program. Okay. And you, heard, yeah. you are your own. You're your, you're a character. So you, you, Nick. You're not, you're you, you're your avatar of yourself. Your okay. real body is elsewhere, but you're plugged into somehow a video game or a virtual reality, wow. which is, you know, indiscernible of reality. Wow. And so here you are, this is your life, but really <clears throat> you could wake up, you know, when you, I don't know, I've been toying with the idea, like if you die or when, when you die, you just kind of wake up into the the real world like bam you just wake up wow. you're out of this video game this is just a fucking video game man wow it sounds, like out of this thing? Player, sounds like that movie ready player one a little bit exactly like that but yeah yeah it's like that yeah essentially living yeah. in the oasis wow yeah and that like was pretty the, cool yeah oh have you read the book no <sighs> okay better than the movie huh dude the movie was a completely different story really are you now into you got, do you, you like my do you like audiobooks i do i love uh, audiobooks ready to play ready player one is a phenomenal audiobook it's read by right, it's read read by will wheaton 
sounds familiar, but I can't place the face. Okay, he was in Star Trek a long time, and then he was he was like one of the comic book guys in oh shit, what was that nerdy show? That nerdy show on TV, Big Bang Theory. Okay, he was in that. Oh, Will yeah, yeah, I know he is. He's got a great voice. He's a great voice actor for this, and um, there's a Ready Player Two. Oh, there is a book. Not a movie, but the book. Uh, and it's an yeah. audiobook read by I highly suggest uh, yeah, yeah. If you liked the if you thought the movie was good, I did. The audiobook is like, yeah, if make some time, you can get through it pretty quickly. You know, it's a, I will check it out. Really good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a big part of this for me, it's like I, I grew up on Blink 182. I I love Blink 182. When they first came out, I wanted to dress like them, I wanted to be like them. And then one of the lead guys from Blink 182, Tom DeLong. Yeah, started talking. He started talking about aliens. Yeah, talking about UFOs and conspiracy <clears throat> theories, and I was like, "Wait, what? You know, these guys had already made their money. Do you know what I mean? They were already multimillionaires who've sold millions of records." And I just thought it was so cool that he was open and honest about it. And um, I, you know, I, I, I'm like him. I just, I dig. I love to, you know, uh, theorize about you know different conspiracies and different theories of what's really going on. And you know, I've been proven right so many times by my own research that it just keeps me going down the rabbit hole, man. Oh, so yeah, you got so you started getting into like 90s music kind of towards the tail end, I bet. Yeah, sure. like, Blink, like Blink 182 was, I think, the last great band of the 90s. I agree with that. That's a great yeah. statement. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And Tom DeLong, I've, uh, have you, are you into pod? Do you like to listen to podcasts at all? Like, I do. I do. Did you listen to him on Joe Rogan? Yes. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It was funny just well, telling, like, he was telling his story like that, how he's been into it for so long. He'd be on the tour bus just looking out the window, looking for UFOs and shit. Yeah, he inspired me a lot, man. He inspired me a lot to just keep seeking, you know. Yeah, I, I, there's some, there's got to be stuff out there. I have had, um, like I said, I don't know how familiar you are with my podcast, but I have a, a just an eclectic group. I, I, I I've talked to. I noticed that. Okay. Um, I've had some UFO hunters and ghost hunters on. Oh, I haven't seen those episodes. I got some good ones, man. Go through okay. my list. I really do have some good episodes. I'm going to. Um, well, I get lost in that kind of stuff, man. I'll, I'll stay up till like four or five in the morning just watching, you know, and listening to podcasts about conspiracy, aliens, government cover ups, the, the works, man. I love it. Okay. Check out it's, I, I don't know what number it is, but it's labeled UFO hunters, I think. Okay. And they tell me they even they've invited me. I've gone on a ghost in, uh, 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 investigation with them Dope. for hunting with ghosts. And then they've invited me to go. Um, they have a secret place. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere in like Colorado, like south, like in the deserty part of Colorado. Okay. And they said they told me this crazy story where they were out there and this weird they like canyon. They heard like indian drumming and woo, woo 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 like miles away and they got scared they went to bed and there was handprints on their vehicles and like they heard all these noises and it, yeah. just crazy check that episode out i mean it's there's some i don't know man people have um, different experiences tons, yeah there's tons of accounts of like real ghosts happening and the, mm -hmm. you know Emmettville and fucking, you know, I mean, they name it. There's, there's tons of stories of alien ghosts and you know what I mean? There, these shows exist for a reason. Like I'm, I'm literally just paused ancient, ancient aliens to hop on this call 
And I'm like watching this stuff like they're just, you know, declassifying real truth about what's really going on in this planet. But most people will never believe that it's real truth. So that's why it exists hidden in plain sight. It's right there for you. And you could grab it, you know, on the History Channel. And most people don't. A lot of people don't even know that that show exists. So it's just like I was just going to say, I hope I'm more I hope I'm not at, you know, I hope I'm close to being as entertaining for you as George Sukalos. So I can fuck my hair up real quick for you. <laughs> <laughs> definitely um yeah i'm i <clears throat> i i was talking to the flat earth guy and one of his conspiracies is that he doesn't believe in dinosaurs and he doesn't really and he doesn't believe in the he doesn't believe in aliens what he thinks is those are like beings or whatever whatever from outside of the ice wall that they're still uh -oh. on this huge planet. i was like oh i was like that would almost make that would make more sense. More like, sense, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit! Don't make me think of flat Earth." Like, but I could, I could be more, I could be more. I don't know if tricked <laughs> <laughs> is the right word, but maybe convinced. Because, like I said, I'm open my. I could might be convinced to like maybe not the flat Earth, but if we're on a spot on a much bigger. Sure. Bigger globe. I could get down with that. And and sure. that would make more sense. Like not necessarily aliens, but, but visitors outside of the eight uh, ice wall coming on over, like somehow their technology found a way to get over here. Sure. You know, sure. I'm a big believer in the underground uh, reptilian agenda. So I don't know if you're familiar with this. But no, please, please tell me. I would love yeah. to know. I've, I've heard, I've heard things here and there about, reptilian uh the reptile people and, and like does it have to do with like a moon uh a base on the other side of the moon type stuff yeah, yeah it does it does but basically uh, a lot of the majority of the belief is that um reptilian hybrids or shapeshifters who can actually look like us are among us and that a lot of these people um that are in power and and, and specific positions of power are actually part of this reptilian bloodline that goes all the way back to alpha draconis and it's Alpha Draconis. That is a star system that's that's like you can actually see it from Earth. Okay. So it's not far away. And the the theory is that these reptilians have an agenda. They're they're obviously organized, and that they're in positions of power, and that a lot of them are actually being hidden in underground military bases, known as DUMS, deep underground military bases. That's what DUMS stands for. So if you research some of that stuff, man, you'll you'll have a full week and probably a new podcast to start because it's it's a massive amount of information. And some of the greatest minds and the greatest thinkers have confirmed that there are reptilian aliens, that shapeshifting is real, all this stuff. At the end of the day, we've seen so <laughs> many we've watched so many Hollywood movies that tell us this story about, you know, shapeshifting and reptilian aliens that look like the Sigourney Weaver aliens that we're so you know programmed to believe that that's a ridiculous notion but my thing is like where do you think the movie comes from and who would spend 350 million dollars on something that's complete bullshit that makes no sense in reality if anything it makes a lot more sense for the government and and hollywood to be involved in paying 400 million dollars to make a picture that's going to program people to not know that there are aliens here on this planet living today well, wouldn't so, they just keep us from even thinking of the idea of aliens? Yeah, why, why would they pay I, I for it to put that. that out there? 
that would be the smartest way to go. But these people practice hidden in plain sight. They believe that if you're reading a newspaper and directly in the middle, in bold letters, it says aliens are coming to take over, that you're not even going to notice that because it's right there. It's the same thing as I was just talking about with Ancient Aliens, how that's a TV show. You can pop on History Channel and it's telling you some real truth. But most people are like, oh, if it was true, why would it be on here? You see what I'm saying? I do. I do. It's the best way to talk um... to it's the best okay. way to talk somebody out of it. So basically, if I if I told you the truth about some nefarious shit that I was doing on air right now, and it was really true, my alibi would be, well, why would I tell you? You see what I'm saying? Somebody would go, why would he tell you right on air? But I did. And Sometimes people drop the dime on themselves, you know? You what? Sometimes people drop the dime on themselves. They want to get caught. <laughs> That's true. Serial killers want to get caught. Sure. But hidden in plain sight is a practice that's worked for eons. I mean, people, you know, it, it, it's like um, it's like that. You ever walk into a mall and you're staring at that picture and you're waiting for it to turn into something else? That was it, 20 it, years ago. But exactly. yeah, <laughs> kids don't know that shit no more. But yes, I remember. Your old ass knows what I'm talking about. I could about. never see it. I could never see it either. I would cross my eyes, look up and down. I'd like stare at one spot, try to twist my, like make my eyes look outwards. Like I could never see the fucking rainbow or the jet plane or whatever the hell it was. I could never Same. see it. I never saw it either, but it could have been right in the middle. And that's what I'm talking about right now. It could have been hidden in plain sight. No, I, I, I do understand the hidden in plain sight argument, but like, like, but why? Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, okay. So this is the L what did you say? Alpha Drake. Alpha Draconis. Alpha Draconis is a star system. Star system where these reptilian <clears throat> beings originally came from. My okay. And they're trying to take over. When, when did they get here? Uh, it's the, the, a lot of theories are different, but the main one is like over 6,000 years ago that these beings have been here for a very long time. But we were here first. Um, I'm not sure uh, of who came first. Um, but at the end of the day, the theory is that they've been here and they've been controlling things on this planet and various other planets for a very long time. What's their purpose? What are they controlling I, for? Gold? I think ultimate control, you know. Um, control for what, though? Like, I mean, like, is, do they need something for, like, uh, Zachariah Sitchin has uh, the Anunnazi who is here mining for gold. Because they need to put gold around their atmosphere to protect them from uh, meteors and radiation, I believe. So right. what are the, uh, the what are these people doing here? What do they need control for? What are they trying to get from us that they need? Well, one thing I will point out is that a truther who talked to David Icke a long time ago named Arizona Wilder actually called Zachariah Sitchin out for being one of these beings. And, he's, and she said that everything that Zachariah puts out is disinformation, that he's working with the government. And so you really shouldn't listen to the majority of what he says. I don't really... I haven't really delved that much into Zachariah's work to really know what he's trying to persuade people to believe, but I do believe dude, a he lot called of out, dude. He's the one that pointed out the 10th planet Nibiru, I believe. Right. Right. I mean, he's got to have some credibility there sure. one way or another. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll send you some links, man. Are you familiar with David Icke or no? Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not familiar with much of his work, but that name, I, I think, 
I think if he starts saying a few things that he said, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, that's David Icke. Yeah. I've, I've heard that. He's, he's like one of the biggest reptilian proponents in in, in, the, in the, uh, the world. Like he's like the reptilian guy. So okay. I'll send you some Ike links so you can get a little more educated about it. But basically David Icke has been saying that these beings are around, they control Hollywood, they control uh, the politi political movement. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're in Hollywood. That's true. <laughs> and <I could laughs> are you being controlled? <laughs> Am I being controlled? Yeah. I'm being a little shadow banned right now. <laughs> Are on you? My, yeah, on Facebook and Instagram, it's been a little bit of a shadow ban, not getting anywhere near the, the type of traffic I was getting like the last summer. So I think that some of my views are not really in line with the elites. And so even though I'm signed to a major label, I've worked with huge acts. I think there is a goal to silence my opinions just a little bit. Sure. How open are you with your uh, opinions on all this stuff? I mean, you've heard me for the past 40 minutes. I'm pretty open right. About but but I'm just like, I'm just a nobody in Kansas City, bro. Like, are yeah, you I hanging know. out with like, like uh, somebody like you're saying uh, like Snoop, Snoop Dogg or French Montana uh, or, or like when you're hanging out, are you are, are you discussing this with them or you or, or anybody else like any big name producer or, or, or yeah. Any, you know, I'm friends. I'm friends with everybody, man. I'm friends with all of them. So at the end but, of the day, uh, when it, you guys are in the studio, you guys got a couple blunts rolling up. I know how conversations can go. <laughs> I mean, Snoop well, Dogg's I, fucking death row wreck. You know, like this, like he goes. I do. I try to separate my career as much as I can from my conspiracy th theorism or, okay. or you know, talking okay. about this kind of stuff. When I'm working with people in the studio, I'm all about business. I'm all about trying to get out of there as soon as possible with the best product, not waste anybody's time. But if they want to invite me to the party and the after party, they, they know what they're going to get. All right. But what I'm <laughs> saying is if you're in Hollywood, you're already in there. You've been yeah. living there. You're working with these big names. If anybody's going to be infiltrated by the the powers that be of uh, of these beings and these lizard people if they would have their grips firmly in snoop dog snoop dog is uh, i told my so my mom talks asked me about my podcast from time to time and, and i told her i was like yeah i got this guy on today i guess he's worked with snoop right. dog and, and my mom's almost 60 and i said snoop dog and she knows who that is and she's like oh that's really cool so snoop dog's a household name you would think he'd be one Universal. of those people that would have the tentacles of one of these reptilian people on him. Sure. sure. Do you see that? Like, it, it, like, do you see it out there? Or is it just so well hit? Like, it, it has to be more than a theory. If you're in Hollywood, yeah. you should be yeah. seeing this shit. Like, is there a... Yeah, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. I'm, I'm totally honest. I'm never going to make up a story about something. I've never seen any reptilian aliens. I've never seen anything close to that in my life. At the same time, I've worked with a lot of these people in the rooms and I can vouch for the fact that they didn't seem like they were reptilian, et cetera. But it doesn't, you don't really need to control every ticket goer if you control the guy who, who's, who's breaking the tickets. You see okay. what I'm saying? So no, you got, I got you. you got one person in power in a very specific, um, uh, powerful place of power, then it really, you don't need to control Snoop Dogg if you're the label. You know, you don't need to control Snoop Dogg if you're the publisher. You don't need to control. You see what I'm saying? Like, okay, so who would you say are the main ticket pullers? 
Who are the main guys? I would, like I would say people who make big decisions, the people who put the Grammys in other people's hands, the people who own the record labels, who own the owners of the record labels, you know, follow the money and you're going to get to some really high places and see some really creepy people like David Rockefeller or the Queen or somebody who's related to them, who's their son, who now owns a record label. You know what I mean? But they just want power on earth. Like, it's just like, uh, is this just, what's the lifespan of one of these? Uh, what's the lifespan of these lizard That's people? Very long, very long lifespan. So basically the theory is like, for instance, the queen has been around for thousands of years that she's not just like she shapeshifts. She shapeshifts. Yeah. Yeah, she finds a new body, etc., or they create a genetic clone to mask this skin over these reptilian aliens and that they live for eons, man. Eons. Or, you know, thousands of years sure. around for a while. Oh, no, I get it. So, okay. I mean, their lives, they must experience time different than us, perhaps, or they just... Right. Are, uh, are, are, are they... <laughs> Are they carbon based? Are they like like what are they made of? Like where are we getting this information? Yeah, I believe they, they can breathe our oxygen, but I believe that the oxygen level underground is much more susceptible to them. So that's why a lot of them are in underground military bases. And if you just look at all of the military bases that are all across the world, like we're talking about Colorado, Cheyenne Mountain is a very famous one, etc. There's a lot of space and a lot of money that goes into fuck no, no. Like we don't, okay you know what I'm there's no under there's no underground bases that are alien I, there's no all right um uh it's possible it's, it's not possible. it's not it's not with our not with our military you would have it has to be a super secret military it cannot have any way involved with the air force or the army or the navy and when you talk sure. about the underground bases in like colorado those are air force um yeah we're we're talking about is something inside of the inside. So basically, like you said, it'd have to be a super small, you know, cabal of people that know about this, that are organizing this and are involved to some degree. There's the no military. way. There's no way. But there's no, the there's military, no way military our military. No. Nope. <laughs> Shoot me down. <laughs> you're no, you're in my, you're in, you're in my world now, Nick. You <laughs> fucked up. You fucked up. All right. I'm going to school you real quick. Uh, especially with the Air Force. I so I'm a military brat, and there's a million okay. military brats out there. And I'm not. It's, I got some whiskey in me. I got some wine in me. I'm feeling good, so I'm feeling <laughs> loose. So I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not shitting on any service out there. Uh, but I grew up as an Air Force brat. When you talk about Colorado, that's an Air Force base. Uh -huh. And uh, so I grew up. I'm not gonna name names or get to whatever. My dad was kind of a somebody in the Air Force. Okay. <laughs> kind of a somebody. Like, he's kind of a somebody, all right? Uh, okay. And he knows shit. And this is not happening. Like, there's no underground bases. And there's no, there's, there's just not. Like, there, like he has, it's just not. Like, <laughs> uh, at least not that. I'm not saying there's no lizard people elsewhere. But as far sure. as entangled with the u.s military it's not it's gonna have to be somewhere else and i know there was okay. a, I, I know there was a israeli israeli space program dude that just came out and said there are underground bases on mars and that we've right. been working with aliens for a very long time now yep 
look, I'll listen to you on that. But yeah, if you're yeah. gonna, but you can't come at to me with uh, United States domestic military working with an underground cabal with lizard people. That's just not true. That's not. Well, well, here's the thing. At the end of the day, the the amount of military bases that are, are around every city and almost every state is what leads people to believe that something nefarious is going on. If not, um reptilian aliens some sort of extraterrestrial whether it's like reverse engineering etc i mean a guy named bill lazar came out who worked for s9 i like lazar i like bob lazar he seems yeah, he seems bob credible i yeah. like him yeah so, so at the end of the day it's like that theory i feel like has kind of evolved into a greater theory but at the end of the day you, you got to look at all these stories and connect them together and say something is nef something nefarious is going on underground involving our military and who better to take who better to be the parent on such a topic than united states military the navy etc you know what i mean like that's that's who would kind of moderate this kind of stuff don't you think no because if your theory is that these lizard people have been here for eons but uh -huh. yet the the current current popular theory with aliens is they kind of started intervening with us once we started uh, developing the atomic, atomic yes atomic bomb yeah yeah so I just don't that, that timeline doesn't seem correct I think well, they would have intervened before that's, that. That's, that here's the thing you like Star Trek right so Rapid I've never Con, seen Star like, Trek I've never seen it oh, okay all right so so I so wish I would have I just read a book I'm I just got into a big like five book series and they mentioned Star Trek a bunch of times it's a science fiction book I was like I should have gotten okay. into that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Infiltration at the end of the day is what we're talking about. So if these can, if these beings can look like us and be among us, then it's very possible that they could have turned into a military general. And you see what I'm saying? Like, that's really where the belief is coming from, is that they're saying that possibly one of the lead military guys is not human and therefore is, you know, censoring and hiding a lot of alien technology and information. And that's how they do it. They infiltrate, <laughs> which... We <laughs> which we've seen in so many movies. Have you ever seen The Faculty <laughs> with Josh Hartnett? That's I what can't. I no, world. it's not. It's not with the military. If it's done with anything, <laughs> it's not with the U.S. military. I promise you. My dad had some crazy clear to the fucking nuclear. Like if my dad was like basically the nuclear owner, like the okay. Fourth new if he was a country at this certain time, he was like the fourth largest nuclear power on the planet Earth. And there's wow. no yeah, like I'm saying, I'm not just blowing smoke. Like I would no, I dig it. Some fucking do you have any crazy stories from him? Nope. I've no. asked too. I've I I've asked, I've tried. I he's like, nope. No UFO sightings? Huh? No UFO sightings or anything like that? Nope. And he and he was a a uh you know what? I don't know how comfortable I am talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll talk to you. I can talk to you off air, but as I'm yeah, speaking, yeah, like, sure. I don't necessarily, it's not like this is like, I just don't, uh, I can dig it. You know, he spent, he spent a lot. He was in the air force. He was, he was, he spent a lot of time in the air, a lot okay. of time in the air. And I just, and I've, and I've asked him and you know what else? I've also had another guy on, I had a guy on my, on my podcast that was in the air force and then also turned into an air pilot. And now he's like a cryogenics dude. Um, oh, wow. But I was like, dude, 
like, have you seen any aliens? Like, I just, I just heard about the the, the go fast video and the Tic Tac video, and and the, and the Commander Faber video, you know, like all that stuff. And I was like, dude, have you, you heard seen? Of that. No, what the go what, fast? What's the go fast? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, this is like the legit shit. Now this is like I real like alien gonna, shit. I feel like we're gonna be sending each other links all night. <laughs> Yeah, you should be writing this shit down. So uh, go fast or Commander Faber and the Tic Tac video. So uh, this guy, he's in the Navy. He's a, a Navy pilot. Okay. And he was flying over uh, Pacific, Ocean, uh, Pacific Ocean. And all of a sudden saw this like Tic Tac flying thing and started tracking it. But, but he couldn't. And, it, and this thing was actively jamming the radar, which is wow. an act. If that's an act of war. Right. And they didn't know what it was. It went from 60,000 feet to one foot above the water in a matter of a second and started yeah. moving. These... No. Yes. Yes. There's video. The, oh, Pentag wow. the Pentagon released this video. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. Um, and then they, they so I might have seen the video on this, actually. And and all what another crazy thing was not I mean the craziest thing is this is the most sophisticated instruments on planet Earth on these on these jet fighter plates that planes sure. that we have and and it couldn't really sure. get a good track on it necessarily and then it was jamming its radar and then the planes were going to a certain destination like like they had a certain route that they were taking the Tic Tac right. thing got there before it before it was supposed to get there and was wait, like basically waiting on it to get there. Wow. Wow. And like, and like these movements it was doing, it was like, if there was like a human being in there, you would be a scrambled egg. Like, right. it, just, like it was so, so fast. And so now you're, there's different theories of like, how is this? Is this, this like a manipulation of time and space? Are these different? Sure. Like, sure. What do you think it, about wormhole? What do you think about like wormholes, time travel, that kind of stuff? Um, I don't, I wish I knew more about it. I know I, I, an article I just saw popped up the other day that wormholes are actually possible, um, theoretically. And I was like, oh shit, like how realistic is this? Like we can, <laughs> I could, I like, I could, we could be doing this podcast in person. Like you could be in my studio right there, right, sitting right. like three feet from me in a matter of just a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have a theory. Like, so, like I said, I'm using this. I'm, I'm pretending this year I'm in a simulation. And so I was kind of thinking of, like, how can I explain the go fast video going from 60,000 feet to one foot like that? And I was like, ah. if this is just a big computer, the head guy, the god, if you will, the master controller sure. of this video game, of this, of, of this simulation, maybe it's just a mouse. You know what I mean? And he's just clicking his little, it's like the arrow on the mouse. He's going, choo, choo. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Underground. Uh, yeah. So I can't get down with the underground military bases connected to United States military. If you want to tell me, That's all right. if you can tell me there's one elsewhere on a different, a different military in like China or Russia or India or something like that. I can't speak upon that, but the, with the sure. United States military, there's there's no connection. There's just not. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you some links. <laughs> 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 I 
I know I'm not going to change your mind. I'm not trying to change your mind on no. everything, but on that, like, I just, I, no, well, it would help me. It would help me sleep better at night to know that it wasn't real. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take your advice on that. That part's not real. There's a, listen, there's a lot of scary shit to worry about with militaries across the world. I mean, look at Pakistan and India. Like if, if, if we're going to have an end of a world event there, they will probably play a large event in that. If it's man created. Sure. Um, I don't know, but maybe we need it. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe society needs it. Maybe humankind needs a reset. You ever thought about that? Yeah. I've been hearing a lot about the great reset and it uh, looks like we're getting a great reset. If you really look at what's going on with this whole cancel culture and, you know what I mean? Like my kids won't know who Pepe Le Pew is or, you know what I mean? Like Winnie the Pooh and all this shit. It's crazy. Wait, 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 wait. They're not canceling Winnie the Pooh, are they? Oh, oh yeah. Winnie's on the hot seat, baby. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know Winnie the Pooh is, is up for cancellation. No, you don't. No. You can't. You got to be fucking kidding me. They are not coming after Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to call after Dr. Seuss. All right. Yeah, all right. I would be a lot more instrumental than than, uh, Winnie the Pooh. You know what I mean? That's like OG. I I grew up on Winnie the Pooh, too. Like, that's some fond childhood memories. Same. What What about Dr. Seuss? I was never a big I don't like Dr. Seuss. I don't like his stupid rhyming. <laughs> you, you don't like his bars? <laughs> I do not like his bars at all. His bars are weak. You know, like those are like weak, like 1990s white boy freestyle bars. <laughs> like I'm a box and a fox. What's up now? Yo, I got some big white socks. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. I ain't trying to hear Zero that. No effort involved. Yeah. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, what could they possibly be coming at Winnie the Pooh for? I'm not sure what it is, but I know that he's on the hot seat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I I did make it. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck. They can't go after the Pooh. They can't. That's what I'm uh, saying, man. It's crazy. So you don't really get to uh, any conspiracy theories. When you're kicking it with these big name artists, what do you guys talk about? Anything? I mean, I try to keep it professional. It's usually about the music that we're creating or the artists that we're working with, et cetera, or the money that we're making. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's usually a happy environment. It's not like, you know. It's so it's all professional? Time. Like, you guys aren't, like, yeah, hanging out? Is it? Yeah, it's all just business, man. Okay. Do you have any fun? Like, who are you talking about your conspiracies with? Like, what kind of, like, who, what kind of people are you hanging out with? Like, who do you hang out with? To what be kind honest, of people? I'm with my lady 24 seven. I, we don't, we don't take a break from each other. We live with each other. I, I do everything with her. She helps me shoot my music videos and then she kicks it with my family. My family kicks it with her family and vice versa. And that's, that's my circle right now. A lot of the work that I do is, is done remotely. You know, I grab my laptop, I hop on Pro Tools, I produce the track, I send it via email. And then next thing you know, it's on billboard or something. So for the most part, I'm doing everything from the house. Especially that. after the coronavirus hit, like, you know, my studio at Jim Henson Studios shut down and has not reopened. So it's just been 100% at home, just doing everything uh, ma- manually, remotely. You're doing it, man. Yeah, man. Hustling. Out here hustling, man. 
I've always wanted to go to California. I've never been. You've never been? I know. I'm very embarrassed to say that. That's on the bucket. Hey, it you is... gotta see Hollywood. I do. I, if I come now out, we'll... uh, yeah, I wait. I the Corona <laughs> shit's over. Yeah. If I come out, can I kick it with you? Yeah, man. Let's do a live interview. All right. I'll just I'll grab a For beer. Sure. Oh, did you, you don't drink, right? I'll, I'll play you all my deep underground military bases, uh, reptilian agenda videos. And we're going to FaceTime my dad. And we'll FaceTime your dad. <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah. Um, ah, shit. What was I going to say? Um, yeah. So you just hit kick it with your lady. You don't, you know, um, yeah. So what's LA like right now? I hear some horror stories like, like the homies, homeless population, I guess. Yeah. That- that's real. It's Isn't right by my house. Insane. I, I passed this freeway going up to my house in Hollywood, and it's absolutely insane. Every time we pass it, I tell my girlfriend, lock it up, because it's just like, it's so bad, man. Like, they're living, you know what I mean? Like, they're living in tents on the street. Like, it's it's a community. It's a bunch of people. And with, you know, what's ever, with everything that's happening in the world right now, you can get an average Joe who maybe lost his job or got sick with Corona and all of a sudden he's homeless. So it's not just like people that have been homeless for a long time. A lot of this is new people that are just struggling right now. It's not like the, the normal homeless person, drug dude, or like guy that's running away from something. It's like, I'm homeless because I, I have no other option. People there, but yeah. It's like some of them don't even have a full beard yet, man. They're still growing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when is that? Was it since Corona or was it before that? Like I've heard stories of it. It's been bad bad for the past couple of years. It's just getting worse and worse out here. What are you going to do? Like, do you plan on staying there for like, I don't know. What's Hollywood like right now? Like I, I, I see some people, some people in the entertainment business and some certain parts of entertainment business moving to other places like Austin or Nashville? Well, for the first time in the 10 years that I've been actively living in Hollywood, I've had, this is the first time I don't need to be in Hollywood because everything's done from my house. So it's kind of killed the whole Hollywood scene, the whole Hollywood parties, all that shit is kind of a wash right now. So I'm waiting around to see if it clears up because this is where I'm from. I love it here. But at the same time, I'm like, I could be paying half for what I'm paying right now and a big, a much bigger house in Las Vegas or somewhere like that. So I'm definitely, you know, peeping my options. Well, Kansas City's got a real great cost of living here. It's booming town. Is it? It is. Oh, real. It really is. It's like the next. Um, a lot of people have said it's like the next. It's like a smaller Austin. It's like the next Austin. Were uh, you we- crying during the Super Bowl, or are you not a football <clears throat> fan? I'm a football fan, but I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm actually a Tom oh, Brady wow. fan. Like I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> they don't want you there. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They know they hate me. But I just I thought the story. I think I thought Tom Brady winning was a much better story than Patrick Mahomes winning. Like the old man, the old man yeah. leaves leaves Belichick. Is it Belichick <laughs> or is it Brady? Is it Belichick or is Brady that has the dynasty? It's not Belichick. Brady went yeah. to a brand new team with, you know, not scrubs. He has some good players, yeah. but fucking ripped one and ripped one from Mahomes. Mahomes, you got to yeah. come, come, come on. I'm the old man. I still got shit up my sleeve. Come on, come on. Yeah. 
Yeah, he played so well in that Super Bowl, man. It was it was very inspiring. I think it's a great story. It's a great story for America. It's a great story in general. And I, you got to respect Tom Brady, man. He's the goat. He is the goat. Like it's it's. Well, I love witnessing history when you know you're witnessing history, like when you saw sure. Tiger when you saw Tiger Woods oh. doing what he was doing. Right. It's just I don't know, like yeah. We saw Michael yeah, Jordan, actually, like like watching Michael Jordan in his prime. Like I got to witness that shit. I, I got this. It was amazing. And then when you get to recognize Tom Brady, I I don't understand the hate. Like people want to hate on a winner, but like, do you understand where this dude? Like he was one of the last people picked as a quarterback. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, know. That's I, true. And I was born and raised in Michigan, so I was a Michigan. Okay. I, I was a Michigan fan, and so he won oh, wow. me. He won me a championship at Michigan in 1997. Wow. It was a co-championship yeah. with Nebraska, but he won yeah. it. Then goes on, and now he's winning. Like I, he, that's my boy. Like, yeah, forty something. Sure. Like, how can yeah. you not root for a forty-something-year-old old man in the NFL whipping Patrick Mahomes, the twenty-five-year-old kid? That's oh, this dude does no look passes. Yeah, big deal. Who cares? Like, you know what I mean? This is fucking Tom Brady. Like, talk to me when you've got, like, championship after championship. I agree. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't know how that's going to go over. Yeah, I'm sorry. But it was still inspiring to watch Brady, and I still rooted for him throughout the whole Super Bowl, and I was, like, very excited for him to win that. And I'm not the biggest Patrick Mahomes fan, so it was was special. (laughs) Is there a reason you're not a Patrick Mahomes fan? I just, um, I, you know, it's something about the I have Chiefs, to do man. something just, one for a second, but I'm, I'm, I, I am here. Keep talking. I, I, I think I just, I think I just secretly hate the Chiefs. I, they're, they just started being <laughs> successful. I don't have a problem with Andy Reid. I like Andy Reid, but, um, I just think that the Chiefs, like, I don't know, they just came up into success. This kid seems like he never gets hit hard, and it just annoyed me. He just seemed like the kid in school who I might not like, and so it was, it was, it was, fun. It was fun to see Blue. I'm not going to lie. Dude, that's what it is. He seems like the dude in school I wouldn't have liked. You fucking yeah. nailed it, because I, I, I'm the same way. I keep trying to pin it. I was like... He just doesn't seem fun to me. He's married to his high school sweet. Uh, I I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. Are you married to your sweet high school sweetheart, Nick? Am I what? Are you married to your high school sweetheart? No. Okay. No. Okay. So no. I won't I won't put my foot in my mouth again. So like that's my thing with Patrick Mahomes is he's married to his high school sweetheart. She's not even that attractive. Like she's fine, and I'm not trying to be whatever, but it's like. Dude, you're like, like I don't know. Like it just seems like, yeah. I'm I'm cynical. I'm cynical. I want a rock star. I want a Joe Joe Theismann or whatever. You know what I mean? Like smoking on the sideline, banging hot chicks. Like I don't know, man. I want that lifestyle. Like vicariously live through my court. I don't want him to be a. I don't know. Tom Brady's (laughs) banging models. We, we all appreciate uh, experience, and that's really what Tom Brady has. Like, we've been watching Tom Brady throw the football for the past 15, like, you know, years, and he has a lot more experience than Patrick Mahomes, and therefore I think it's a lot easier to root for him and to appreciate what he's doing. He's put a lot more time and effort into it than Patrick Mahomes has. So. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely earned it. I mean, you, you definitely have to say something for experience. It says a lot. For, I mean, that's why he's the GOAT, right? 
100%. And then he 100%. just signed and then he just signed for four more years. Gronk's coming back. Oh, I didn't know that. So Brady signed with the Bucks for four more years? Mhm. Wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. I hate that. I actually hate that now. Mm-hmm. Like cuz I want him like <laughs> I want him I wanted him to do maybe like one more year and if he didn't win it but made a good run, good. Go out. You you want a, you want a Super Bowl right. ring. You went out going on a playoff loss, like right. you know. But but four more years, like he's good and he's got experience. But his strength is that's a long that's, time. That's I a mean, long time. His strength, his arm strength, has lost. I don't know, but maybe I I don't I don't want to be a doubter. I can't doubt him. I'm not gonna you know what I mean. Like everyone doubts him, but he keeps proving everybody wrong. But there is gonna be a point where he is done, and I want to see him finish before he's a Peyton Manning. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see him walk off that field and just call it with the Super Bowl in his hand with another ring. But I I you know. It's all about doing it again and seeing if he could Brett Favre it. I mean, it's got to be an incredible high when at like this this year, I think this year had to be almost as special as his first Super Bowl to him. I bet you this felt maybe even more special to him. Like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, this was me. This wasn't this wasn't quote unquote the system. Like I really am. I think that might have been like his realization, and now yeah, he's he like, prove it to himself, you know. I think you're right. I think he did have to prove yeah. it to himself, and now he's like, I'm gonna do four sure. more years. But I see now. I don't know. Does he have four more years, or did he just <laughs> sign for four more years? More, no. Maybe he'll just do one more and retire, just early retirement. But just sign four more years to like scare people or something. <laughs> yeah. That- that might just be for the media hype, man. Like he's he's crawling into a bed in, with Giselle in another year, I think, and calling it. Uh, I was talking to a conspiracy theorist. I cannot remember which one it was. I have talked to a few, and they said that Giselle and Tom Brady sold their house, one of their houses in New England, and they bought like an underground bunker. Oh wow. Interesting. Okay, you're not aware of that. Okay, I thought that might. No. Have... And no. then, and then, of course, uh, Tom Brady is is friends with Trump. I didn't know that. I, I know that there's some connection. He like supported Trump, and people got really upset about that. Right. I think he wore like a MAGA hat or something. Yeah, and I think they're I think they're kind of buddy buddy. Wow. Um, so there was just kind of like this. Oh, hey. Tom Brady's friends with Trump and he sold his mansion and he's buying an underground complex. Like, well, should we read between the lines? (laughs) Sure. I got to read into that. That sounds interesting. And now Tom Brady's ripping off Super Bowls way later than maybe he should be. Maybe he's a lizard person. Could Tom Brady be a lizard person? Like I said, very powerful people in very powerful places. No more powerful than the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, it's very possible, man. Nick, what's next for you, man? Where are you going? So you have a couple. You got um, a country album. You got an R and B album. You yeah, got some YouTube yeah, got videos. You got the addict. Yeah. Or, or is it called the attic? Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, right on, man. Good video. video. I love your. I uh, another... Good. I, uh, I really love. I, I meant to mention this earlier. I love your Instagram pictures. I love your YouTube awesome. pictures. I love the really bright. It's just super bright and looks good, and you look yeah 
super fun. You look like you're having a really good time. You look lar- you look larger than life. You look like Thank a you. dude that had like I don't know, like t- to be honest, like I don't clout chase and I'm not a big fan of clout chasers. And you hit me up randomly. And I and I get especially rappers. I get local rappers that will just go, "Yo, put me on your podcast." I'm like that's not any way to come at me. Sure. And you came at me. And were like, "Oh, hey man, can I come on your podcast? I like what you're doing or whatever." And I yeah. was like, oh, "Let me see who the fuck this dude is." I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> homeboy's got 125k." Like I don't need to look at anything more. Like yeah, I'm clout chasing. Let's see what happens with homeboy. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Um, so I shot another music video right before we started this podcast today. Once we get off this podcast, I'm gonna go edit it and add effects to it. And oh, cool. it'll probably be up it'll probably be up by tonight. And then I have a self-titled album coming out called Self Un Um Unentitled. Um, and so that'll drop, I'd say, in the next two months or so. But I produce music and I write it, so I'm constantly working on new stuff and putting it out. I mix, I master. Um, with the videos, like I said, my girlfriend pretty much shoots the videos and then I add the effects and edit it myself. So we're just like, you know, a team and we're running and gunning, man. So expect a lot more music videos, a lot more songs, a lot more Instagram posts, etc. You really are like a straight up. Uh, is your girlfriend right there? Like, can she hear us? Has she been here this whole yeah, time? Yeah, she can back right here. <clears throat> you guys are like a real hardcore team. Like you guys do everything oh, yeah. and like just a solid team. How long oh, you guys yeah, been together? Time. Um, how long have we been together, baby? That's a girlfriend question. Three right. years. Three years. <laughs> I'm supposed to know that. Three years. No, you're not supposed to know that. I'm glad she's there. Like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't remember when. That's Whenever cool. Okay. You... That's how long. <laughs> it's really cool, man. Like, you, you're kind of like a power couple, huh? Just like she helps you. She supports 100%. you. She's helping you build your shit. Yeah. She's an amazing makeup artist. If That's you go cool. through my video you'll see she did avatar she did beetlejuice these are all music videos of mine where we recreated the characters but they look incredible they look like hollywood cinema um we did shrek we did um name it uh what else we do baby we did an alien video where we took kind of the have you ever seen the movie galaxy quest yeah of course i love that movie so we took the um lizard looking reptilian from that video she did all the makeup for that if you see these videos the makeup's incredible. It's it's really a big part of my success and my project is that people are seeing like amazing makeup all coming from her. So you're a hustler. You got it. You got you got the colors. You got the the act. You got the look. You got the flow. So yeah, what is so what what all is next? And uh, like, do you have other than that like vi- movies, TV, yeah. any other more reality shows? Would you do reality yeah. again? Oh, gosh, they have to pay me a handsome, handsome fee this time. Really? <laughs> I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah, it wasn't the best experience going on reality TV, brushing my teeth 10 <laughs> times for the camera so they could get it right. I just, that's not my vibe. I'm Like you said, I'm real, man. I'm very organic. I like to just, I don't really care how many followers you have or what your platform is. If I like what you're doing, I want to be a part of it. I want to help it grow on my channel and vice versa. And um, I'd say what's next for me is a lot more music videos, a lot more music coming out, and eventually a move towards television and film as an actor, because I have it in my blood. My family is all actors and actresses, so it's it's definitely a passion of mine for sure. I can tell. I think you'll be good at it. You're, uh, you know, you're a handsome fella. You got the Thank charisma. You, man. You, got, 
<clears throat> yeah, thanks. You got the charisma if for that, it. That's what 41 is looking like. I'm not mad at it. You're looking good, baby. I know. I'm a Kansas <laughs> City <know>. dime. <laughs> I'm fucking around. I got I got alcohol in me. Um, but yeah, I, you got the charisma. I, I could see you like I could totally see you on like uh you know, some like like TV cop show, like what what NCIS or something. Hey, if Ice-T ain't doing it or cutting it for people lately, man, I'm cool to just come in and sub for him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, what do you think about Ice-T going from cop killer to cop on a TV show? <laughs> I think it's a good example of how Hollywood and media controls people that seem to be a problem. You know, it's no accident that we've lost some of our greatest voices, John Lennon, Michael Jackson, Tupac Shakur, etc. Um, more recently, this Triple uh, X kid, Extension, a lot of people who seem to have a voice and want to start an uprising, they seem to get silenced. So I think Ice-T is one of those who they didn't kill him, but they did kill him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Holy shit. They gave him Coco, that badass white blonde oh, yeah. with them big fake titties and a fat oh, ass. Oh, Coco can control. She can control anybody. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's part of the controlled opposition. Man. Holy shit. You're saying Ice T just got controlled and just like, yo, stop with that shit. Yeah. But we don't want to kill you, but you'd make a great actor on being a cop. One hundred percent, man. It's like it's such a mind fuck that he was cop killer and that now is he's a, a cop mind. On, like, oh my you know, god, a little too obvious. Whoa, a little too obvious. You've thought about that before, huh? Oh, big time! I had my answer prepped for you. You did. <laughs> I thought I might have had one on you. <laughs> never, never that. <laughs> whoa whoa are there any like other kind of uh, any people that you would think would be compromised um you know i i hate to say this but the old eminem that i grew up on <sighs> is not the same eminem today you know he, uh -oh. he looks different no, I, don't know. I, I would say that he was somebody that the government would definitely want to control i mean he was he, he had the people raging and him and marilyn manson were really changing the culture for a while and then all of a sudden not well, so much but the thing with marilyn manson is he was going for a long time and they didn't silence him till just recently like there was no That's point for, there was no point for that like he's not like marilyn manson was making a surge i don't right think. yeah so that that's kind of weird tammy timing you heard about the accusations of marilyn manson yeah there's uh i i they're very I, I i don't remember there's some kind of young sexual accusations maybe perhaps child, child child trafficking or child abuse was definitely in the mix which is crazy man yeah I'm crazy yeah you know, yeah got busted for human trafficking child trafficking busted from Atlanta. busted or accused yeah. um he got busted yeah, he's busted for it. Um, Newsweek came out with like a whole thing on him. Hollywood Reporter said he's not going to be in the next Ant-Man because of the sexual allegations and stuff. So he's in the hot seat. I know that. Him, him and his girlfriend, Tiny, I think her name is. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, wife. My girlfriend is correct me. She's like, wife. I remember they were in the hot seat. Well, I remember T.I. was in the hot seat recently for saying some stuff about his daughter. Like he was having his daughter checked to see if her hymen what it was punctured to make sure she was still a virgin i think like there was some weird like <laughs> like google that shit i'm going to like google ti daughter hymen or or, or okay. sexual or sex 
um uh what would you call that physical sexual physical type thing physical checkup or okay. something like he was i think he had some kind of weird thing where like he wanted to make sure his daughter was like a virgin and pure or whatever but meanwhile ti is you know ti you don't know me <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know, grew up slaying, yeah, slanging all the drugs on the corner and shit. And he's worried about it, about his daughter fucking banging. You're, you're spot on. He he, uh, he had her, his daughter uh, do a, a genealogical exam for her hymen and therefore virginity to be checked and practiced uh, condemned as humiliating and traumatic by the World Health Organization. My girlfriend has pulled it up. I speak truth. I speak truth, man. <laughs> you do, baby. You do. I might not be the biggest platform, but let me tell you, if you find out about me, I am the best. Well, that's one thing I did want to say before we got off is that I don't want to be too preachy, but you are somebody, you do mean something, your, your podcast, however many followers you affected me and I loved your work and I wanted to get on and talk with you. So if bro. anything, just keep that in mind and keep going up, bro. Cause that's the only place you're going is up. Fuck man. You gave me goosebumps. You gave me goosebumps. I mean Thanks, bro. I mean, I, hey, listen, at the end of the day, the government and whatever you want to call it, media, Hollywood, corporate America, they all want to make us think that we're nobody. They all want to make us think right. that we're not something. Therefore, okay. that we don't say anything and that our voices do not matter and that our voices are not powerful. But I'm here to reinstate the belief that you are powerful. You bro. do mean something. And I appreciate what you're doing. Shit, bro. Thanks, man. Let me tell you something. Uh, my goal is to get big. I want to be as big as I can possibly get. I want to be the next Joe Rogan, if I'm being frank, like that size. Right and I'm going to tell you something right now. I will never sell out. I'm not a fucking reptile. If anything happens, like <laughs> I'm keeping it real. They're not They're not getting to me, Nick. They're not going to get like to it. me. I like it. That's I the like last it. I got to say. Nick, what would you like to say before we get off here? I, I had a blast hey, with you. I want to thank you. Yeah, this was a blast, man. I want to thank you for having me on. Um, obviously, plug myself at Nick Natoli, N-I-C-K-N-I-T-T-O-L-I. And that's on every platform, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. I'm on there. And yeah, man, thanks for having me. This was dope. Dude, thanks for coming on, man. Let's. Uh, I'd love to do this again. Yeah, I was going to say, man, especially if you come to L.A., man, we're going to have to call your dad on FaceTime and do it. I promise you I will. If I come to L.A., I will promise to look you up, and I will FaceTime my dad. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I promise that we will. All right. This was cool, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on, brother. All right, man. Take care. All right, man. Peace. Bye.